Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. So, do you know where I get the most comments on my tattoo? My BTS tattoo. Mm, where? At the drive-thru. Like anytime. Really? Which I rarely go through drive-thrus, but I will say I go through this Starbucks drive-thru a fair amount more than I should mm-hmm. or can afford. But <laughs> <laughs> almost every time I go through, I guess it's because I have my window down and it's on my left forearm. I think I just naturally rest my arm on the like outer part of my window there while I'm waiting mm-hmm. for whatever they're about to give me. And almost every time I do that, I get a comment on the tattoo. And I only, I told you that one time I went through a Star- Starbucks drive through and a girl was like, oh my God, BTS, I saw them in Chicago. I've only had one person notice, but all the other people are like, oh, that's really beautiful. Or, oh, what does your tattoo mean? And I told you, I think recently I went through the Starbucks drive through and the girl said, oh, I love your tattoo. What is it of? Uh-huh. And it was the day that BTS released Persona. Oh, so cool. And I was like, they just released an album today. You should go listen. And she said she would go listen. Oh, so cool. I like, yeah. I guess that makes sense because that would be the arm that you're like paying with and whatever that people see the most. I am excited because... Uh, it's not so cold here in Kansas city anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm not wearing like cardigans and jackets every day to school. So, or, you know, like to work and out about in my life. So really my tattoo has been out and it really fits. I mean, I love our tattoos. Like it really fits my aesthetic. They're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. And I just, I love that it's that's it's right there on our on our arms. For any of you who might be new to the podcast and don't know, Kayla and I have matching BTS Love Yourself Her flower tattooed on our arms, on our forearms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, we got those tattoos obviously together, and it was yeah. very special for us. It's like it's best my friend only tattoos. tattoo. <laughs> it was your first tattoo. It's only my second, but um, just really amazing tattoos that we both have. So special. Um, yeah, so special. But anyways, welcome back, guys. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, I'm as Bethany already said. I'm Kayla, and I'm Bethany, and this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yes, welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is too. But disclaimer, this is a comedy fangirl podcast. So that means that we are going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Or in today's case, we're going to learn a lot because we're talking about a lot. Yes, definitely. So this is an explicit podcast. So if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some gin at the end of Dionysus with his full fucking forehead Uh, out and his parted lips (laughs) will be the end of me. Uh, it's not even just the end. It's the whole thing. <laughs> the destruction. No, it, it's, it. it's the whole. It's the. Every comeback stage. Full forehead the whole time. Oh, damn Incredible. it. <laughs> <laughs> or I can't believe, but yet I can believe that Namjoon wrote 80% of the lyrics for Map of the Soul Persona. Wow, that's crazy. Mm. I just feel that I owe him so much. He does so much for us. <laughs> he really does. He and works he works so, hard. so, so hard. And all of them do. But the fact that he spent 80% of the album, he wrote those the lyrics for 80% of it. Just how hard he's working. Yeah, incredible. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. So we today are talking about the album, of course. This is going to be our mm-hmm. album review. We are super excited to share with you guys all that we have thought about, all that we've gone through as we Mm -hmm. listen to this album and kind of dissect it in our own way that we do. Uh, But before we get into it, we do have to thank you wonderful, amazing armies for being here and for supporting us. Uh, If you are a fan of this show and you want to show your support for us, you can do that by telling people about this podcast. Uh, If you enjoy it, other people that you talk to might enjoy it as well. You could also write a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or really whatever platform you listen on. And then if you would like to go above and beyond and show us more support, you could do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standing BTS. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Your support, of course, helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. And any type of support is super appreciated. We just love hearing from all of you. Just downloading and giving us a listen is enough support that we need. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, so for BTS News... We have to mention that BTS broke the Beatles held record for Billboard's most number one albums within a year. And BTS, they did this with, I believe, Love Yourself Tear, Love Yourself Answer, and now with Map of the Soul Persona. Mm -hmm. Congratulations, BTS. They I really I believe that no one will ever be able to break this record because the Beatles broke this record or held this record for so long with their anthology, 
which was released around like 1990 something within that time frame. So they had these anthology albums that were released with it. And that is how they were able to get so many albums within a year to be on Billboard's number one. Mm -hmm. And and so I just feel like it's so difficult to have an artist or a group be able to release so many albums within a year. Yeah. And I feel like if there's, yeah, if there's anyone to break this record, it's only going to be BTS themselves. Yeah. And for them to break this record, they'd have to put out four albums within the span of a year, all of them number one. And Mm -hmm. I just, I cannot imagine that. That is, that would be incredibly difficult almost Mm -hmm. too short of an an amount of time to put out that many albums exactly yeah so congratulations bts also map of the soul persona has made billboard's top 200 list big congratulations to them too for this (laughs) this is you know it's it they never have an award or any sort of accomplishment like this ever go by without being fully appreciative of it But just coming from an army perspective, I'm like, okay, yeah, like I almost expect this to happen now because it's happened so many times, but it's still just so noteworthy and they deserve such a great congratulations for all of the accomplishments for Map of the Soul Persona. Yes, I totally think that it's important to not get wrapped up in the uh, idea that we've, you know, they've done it before. It's Mm -hmm. just like an expectation uh, mm-hmm. nothing is nothing is certain and although bts is at the top of the game and have a uh, massive support all around the world for them to be doing this consistently hitting the top of the charts is mm-hmm. still an incredible feat every single time absolutely all right uh let's get into some content of the week if you maybe could have guessed from how much I've talked about it and how much this was anticipated. My content of the week is the Dionysus comeback stages. All of them. Uh, um, all of them. All of them. <laughs> I, I love the other comeback stages also. Like I loved seeing them perform, make it right. I thought that was an interesting and unexpected choice for a comeback stage, but truly the Dionysus performances were incredible and massively overwhelming in all aspects of visuals and dancing and choreography uh, and the choreography. lighting i mean mm-hmm. just I, I was astounded blown away i don't know why i didn't think of this but i just when i listened to dionysus i was not thinking of choreography and i had not even really thought about comeback stages with this new album release i totally forgot that that was a thing and so getting these comeback stages was so exciting and so thrilling Mm -hmm. and when i saw that dionysus was one of the comeback stages i was not surprised because i do feel it is one of the absolute best songs on the album for sure oh my god yes i totally forgot that yeah with a comeback stage there's probably choreography and the choreography matches so well with the chaoticness and wildness of dionysus and just the choreography it's insanity the song is insanity and we can talk about it later but these the i totally agree that the dionysus comeback stages are some of my 
favorite content of the week as well. Oh, yes, of course. But for me, my content of the week was just posted today, which is RM's Behind Map of the Soul persona. And I've said this before on the podcast, but some of my favorite V lives are RM's Behinds for the albums that they that they put out. And I loved I just love hearing his interpretation of the album, of the songs, the production that went into the album, the behind aspect, really just getting to see how Yoongi, what his input was and what J-Hope was contributing and things that were conflicting or that they had to overcome in order to just make that song perfect or seem perfect to them. And so hearing RM's thoughts are just always some of my favorite things. So it has to be and is my content of the week. Yeah, I always I always really look forward to his live about the album when they do release a new album because I love how how much he shares. It almost feels like we it's some things that maybe we aren't deserving of of knowing when he shares them they seem like oh wow I can't believe that he he's sharing like so many different aspects or like really important behind the scenes elements that went into the Mm -hmm. creation of an album and I haven't gotten the chance to watch this yet but with how you've talked about it I just I cannot wait to watch Mm -hmm. okay so we are going to get into our analysis and kind of review of this album we're going to talk about uh the overall style and vibe we're also going to get into lyrics and meaning uh we do Mm -hmm. have some general remarks before we get into it uh we just want to talk about some of the sources that we got a lot of our information from or um a lot of inspiration from and Mm, so and ideas yes of course so First of all, uh, we listened to a podcast called Speaking of Young, Interviews with Jungian Analysis, and this is a podcast, episode 44, titled Map of the Soul Persona. So in this podcast, host Laura London interviews Dr. Murray Stein, who is, quote, a master of divinity from Yale University. A di- he has a diploma in analytical psychology, which is the degree of a Jungian analysis from the C.G. Young Institute in Zurich. And he also holds a Ph.D. in religion and psychological studies from the University of Chicago. And also, more some, most importantly for this episode, is that he is also the author of Young's Map of the Soul, an introduction, which mm-hmm. is the book that Namjoon <laughs> recommended we read so long ago. And mm-hmm. what the, this album is titled after. <laughs> what this album is titled after, the inspiration yeah. for this album. So uh, somebody on Twitter sent me the link to this podcast and said, this made me think of you. I love it. You should listen to it for your album review. And mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I forgot to look up who did it. I keep doing this with like, I mentioned yeah. something on Twitter and then I don't say who said it, but thank you so much because this podcast was truly uh, a delight to listen to i just am so in- excited it was so intriguing so to hear intriguing it because you had mentioned this earlier kayla to me that it was pretty much a full cir- full circle because yes. namjoon was inspired 
by Dr. Stein's perspective and, and his interpretation of Jung's teachings and Jung's ideas and theories that he wrote Map of the Soul, an introduction, and and that is what inspired Namjoon for this entire album mm-hmm. and for the majority of the lyrics that we'll talk about within this album and within the tracks. And so in this podcast episode with Laura London, Dr. Stein is interpreting or giving his best interpretation of Map of the Soul persona, this album, where he doesn't, he said at the very beginning, he listens to Beethoven and Bach and classical music. Uh So for him to listen to K-pop and just hip hop music, Mm -hmm. he, you can tell throughout that he just was really enjoying getting to describe his interpretations and how he felt of the Jungian theories that show up throughout and how he felt that these these songs were portraying them and what rm was trying to describe within them it's just very neat and very interesting and you should all definitely go and give it a listen it's so introspective and hearing his thoughts and laura london's thoughts on the album it's just it's a different type of album review because it's not looking just at how this album is impacting music and culture it's more looking at the the message right that they're bringing with this album it's uh it's just interesting and exciting to hear this Jungian analysis of the lyrics of this album by the person who literally wrote the book on it it's Mm -hmm. it's incredible so you Mm -hmm. guys should definitely go listen to that Mm -hmm. and then to source the lyrics we got a lot of our lyric translations from Dual Set Bantan, which is on WordPress. This is the lyric transi- translation that Laura London and Dr. Stein used for their podcast episode. So Dual Set Bantan also shares their thoughts about the lyrics. And so it's not just the translations. A lot of, a lot of their own thoughts are shared throughout. And a lot of them are what inspired Kayla and I with our thoughts on the lyrics. And we agree a lot with what they had to say um, in terms of the this album review. Yeah, it was... Uh, Dual Set Bang 10 is just incredible because if they noticed that a lyric might reference a previous BTS song, that was like the majority of their thoughts that they would put in. Or if there was mm-hmm. like a nuance with the specific Korean phrase or word that was used that was kind of lost in English, they would take the mm-hmm. time to explain that. So just a really helpful, comprehensive translation of the lyrics that we that we got to uh, use mm-hmm. for this album. And then yeah. lastly, for our sources, we used Wikipedia, um, Wikipedia's page for Map of the Soul Persona, just to uh, look at who wrote and produced each of the songs. And so without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into this album review. Woo-woo. So we'll start with the intro, which is Intro Persona. It was produced by Hiss Noise, written by Hiss Noise, RM, and P-Dog. And as we all know, this is RM's intro. This is his first intro for an album in nearly five years. It's about damn time. About damn time. And we're all so excited and grateful that this is it's come to this point where we've gotten an intro from all of the members now and we've circled back to RM, who was the first. So to start off our analysis of intro persona, we're going to start with the style and vibe of the song. 
so this song has a old school hip hop influence to it. There's no denying that. There's also references to school love affair and there's similar themes and styles to the intro for Dark and Wild, which was RM's intro, What Am I to You, mm-hmm. which in his behind Map of the Soul persona, RM mentions that he was so inspired by What Am I to You and trying to bring it back to that with this new intro. Oh, I totally feel um, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in the song, we also get a lot of uh, electric guitar throughout. There's this clapping percussion with an occasional symbol uh, that we hear. And Namjoon, he's rapping over a simple beat. Uh, his rap vor- his rap verses are intricate, but the beat itself is pretty simplistic. And again, this, this style that Namjoon is rapping, going back to What Am I To You?, that that old school hip hop feel Namjoon's rapping is his rap style that we've heard from the beginning from the start of BTS from back when they started with school love affair and too cool for school he like we've described before he enunciates all his words very clearly his rap is very clear uh this song just can't help but to kind of bop your head to it and move around your body to the beat And then at the end, there's this repetitive rhythm, like right at the end of intro persona, these repetitive rhythms and melody keep going over and over and, and the lyrics are changing, but the rhythm is the same and it almost becomes like an anthem. Mm -hmm. It's, you just want to shout it from the rooftops with how he's rapping it, how powerful and moving it is. Yeah. And I think the way that he, uh, delivers it with his enunciation and with um with the lyrics at that time towards the end where it does become pretty anthemy uh being in English it's really made so a lot of people can sing along with it a lot of people can mm-hmm. really chant and cheer and yell and scream along with the song so mm-hmm. yeah I love that vibe um, so as far as meaning with when we talk about meaning we're really gonna be talking about like terms or definitions or themes that come up in the lyrics that we kind of need to explain for the lyrics to make some sense so Mm -hmm. uh, a common theme repetitive theme in this song is the idea of identity where he asks who the hell am i uh, over and over again so this Mm -hmm. is an exploration of identity We also have the theme of a complex, uh, which is like, you know, something that you carry around with you that just kind of affects your personal view of the world and how you may react to situations. So, for example, in this song, Namjoon is displaying his complex as being his insecurities. His insecurities are his complex. He cares them. He carries them around with him. Uh, mm-hmm. We should also mention a few Jungian terms that come up in this. Uh, there's two of them, persona and shadow. So persona, uh, as defined by Jung, is the social face the individual presents to the world. A, quote, kind of mask designed on the one hand to make a definite impression upon the others and on the other to conceal the true nature of the individual. And they talk about all, I mean, we have 
every single person has a different persona that they put on for their parents, mm-hmm. for their friends, for in a work environment, in a social mm-hmm. environment, when they're at home alone, everybody has a different persona depending on what setting they're in. Mm-hmm. Yes. And RM, he defines persona as his external self. Uh, so what he shows to the world or what we show to the world as ourselves. And like you were saying, that your persona can change or has multiple faces or masks that that we put on when we're in certain situations like at work or with friends or at home or with our parents, etc. And then an example that he kind of uses is if there's a director and actor, the actor is something like the director's persona. I thought that was an interesting comparison. He also, RM, said that he that the word persona is associated with both person and personal which I had never heard that before Uh, I liked that he said that but yeah persona basically is just like this mask that we that we show our external selves to the world Mm -hmm. and interestingly the word persona first came up I believe uh when like in for Greek plays the actors when they would put on a mask for their character, they would call it a persona. Um, mm-hmm. So that's yes. kind of where that, that idea first came from. So I think it's very interesting that RM used the example of like the director and the actor. And then even in the next song on this album with Boy With Love, the music video that we looked at last week, it's mirroring a, a movie. So it mm-hmm. goes along with that kind of theatrical theme. And of course, we are also going to talk about shadow because this is in the song as well. So defined by Jungian analysis, a shadow is, quote, an unconscious aspect of the personality, which the conscious ego does not identify in itself or the entirety of the unconscious, i.e. everything of which a person is not fully conscious. In short, the shadow is the unknown side. So it could be like a range of problems that you have that you do not know. You don't know the word for or you don't recognize within yourself. And once you recognize something within yourself that is an issue, it can no longer be considered part of the shadow because it's not unknown anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes. So moving into the lyrics, this song for the intro persona, it is lyrically dense. Not to say that the remainder of the album and all the other tracks are also lyrically dense because they are. This song in particular, I think because it's RM's intro, he's speaking so truly to himself and speaking about himself. It's the the lyrics are just very heavy and every single line is intense and has something to say and has meaning behind it. Um, And that being said, before we get into the lyrics of just intro persona, RM, he is the the main writer of all the lyrics of this album. And so in his live, he asked for army to really go and read and think about the lyrics for this album. So I think we all kind of owe it to him to at least do that. Yes. So after you listen to this episode, <laughs> go hop on dualsetbangtan.wordpress.com and read all of her lyric translations. If you can't read Korean and just read through this and you know we're gonna we're gonna touch on some of them now some that stuck Mm -hmm. out to us um but definitely take the time to go through and read the songs in entirety 
Mm-hmm. So like you said, these are very dense lyrics. Every single line has a deeper meaning than what we hear on the surface. And it even made it difficult to pick and choose which lines we wanted to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Just because the first can be just as impactful as the next. So the first one that I want to talk about says, I'm still not sure if I'm a dog or a pig or whatever, but then others come and put a pearl necklace on me. And this kind of goes with the old saying, like throwing pearls before swine. Mm -hmm. And um, it's basically that RM doesn't know who he is. And then others come and put this pearl necklace on him who could be, he could be calling himself a pig. Um, someone, someone treats him as pearl worthy and that makes him uncomfortable because he doesn't feel as though he is deserving of this, this gift. But yeah. This idea of, of a dog or a pig, it's come up before in BTS lyrics. I think during the wings era, it was brought up, but yeah, so he's questioning himself or feels as if he's a dog or a pig or whatever, someone who's ordinary, and then having, I mean, millions of people come and and treat him as if he's, you know, worthy and this, you know, bringing a pearl necklace to him and, and that just has him feel uncomfortable or uncertain of who he is or what he's become. Yeah, and this, uh, this dog or a pig might be referenced to... Uh, a high-ranking Korean official, I believe, in education, but I really don't remember because I didn't write it down. But he, at one point in like 2016, was quoted saying that like we can just treat the the poorer people as dogs and pigs. Like it doesn't matter what education they get or what opportunities they get. And mm-hmm. since then, we have kind of sometimes seen this idea of a dog or a pig come up in his lyrics. Mm -hmm. Uh, the next thing that he writes is my shadow. I named him hesitation and called him. So once he became it, he has never hesitated. So this is again, referencing that unknown dark side of personality, um, that is just irrational and it's showing Namjoon's perceived personal inferiority that again, like it goes to the, the pearls before swine type thing where he feels like he is not deserving of this platform or of the success. And in an interview in 2018, he even called his anxiety, his shadow. That was an additional note from dual set bang 10. So Mm -hmm. that's a interesting tidbit there as well. But truly we feel like this song persona is Namjoon being vulnerable with his insecurities that he has with his personality, such as having hesitations and he's exposing the parts of this persona that maybe we have described him as, but he struggles to accept like he struggles to step into that. Yes, because he does have so many different personas and he shows that in his music video for intro persona with being a leader of the group, with being a rapper, uh, with being, you know, just his ordinary self. And and that's the thing is I think he sees himself as so ordinary, this just young male who was born in South Korea, just he doesn't see himself as anything extraordinary but we see him in ARMY and a lot of 
people around the world think of him as extraordinary. And it's difficult for him to accept this or describe himself in that way. It makes him feel uncomfortable, like he's mentioned in the lyrics. He feels like he's maybe potentially lying or acting or not being true to himself because of the way that people have described him or feeling like he has to live up to this name that he has somehow created for himself. He almost, I think, for anyone, this would be confusing yeah. uh, to feel so ordinary, but then to be seen as this world figure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he also says that his in the song, his shadow says that he is not good enough to make music, to tell the truth or to accept the calling. And a note from the translator is that the Korean word used some young uh, don't hope I don't know if I pronounce that correctly but this word can mean having a religious calling or like a calling for a great mission and so you and I when this came up we discussed this at length about yeah. the meaning behind this being like a religious calling or like the calling for a great mission and really mm-hmm. like we we have said for a long time our sentiment is that bts really does have this great mission like on a global scale because of their Mm -hmm. message and because of the Mm -hmm. beliefs of each member and the things that they support with their platform um Mm -hmm. they they really are doing this for a purpose it's not for nothing their their music Mm -hmm. has purpose behind it Yeah. And creating change. Yeah. And that, that part, yes, that goes into their mission. And RM even said in his V live for behind, he mentioned how the love yourself concept became such a great thing that they almost felt like with map of the soul persona, they needed to take a step back. Although I don't think they did, but you know, it just, and I think that this great mission, yes, I love that he brought this up in the lyrics of intro persona because it's like they have a calling. They have this this great mission in terms of their music and their platform and what their what their message is and what they're telling and reaching out to people and inspiring people with. Yeah, for sure. And Love Yourself was such a massive concept that RM said, you know, we felt overwhelmed by it. And he said mm-hmm. he said that the goal of his life is to love himself. So of course he mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to achieve that over the course of a year and a half of a of a concept, but I love that they mm-hmm. are continuing this self-exploration with this uh you know, deep dive into persona Mm -hmm. and into the map of their soul. Mm -hmm. Something else I want to hit on is that he says, yeah, my name is R and this just kind of goes to reference all of the different previous names that Namjoon has held in the past, his different stage names, Runch Ronda, Rap Monster, and now RM. And they all contain Mm -hmm. the letter R. That's like the one consistency. So that's the part of him that he knows to Mm -hmm. be true at least. And maybe with this intro persona, that questioning of who the hell am I, maybe that R is consistent with his name, that maybe he's trying to search for consistency within each and every persona. Yeah, totally. Oh my God, yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, no. But, but it's like we have talked so much about all of these songs mm-hmm. and we cannot stop adding on to how thought-provoking all of them are. Yeah. Like all these different kind of things you can gather from the lyrics and even just the style of the song. Yeah. It's it's a great album. I'm just excited to get into the rest of it. <laughs> uh, a few more things that I want to touch on is overall in the song, he's just questioning who he truly is. And he's, you know, basically 
coming to the idea that he's not the description that people, you know, say him to be. He's not who he thought he would be or who he would want to be. And he's really confronting that he's he's not this idealized person. And you and I, Mm -hmm. we tend to idolize him so much. And he's he's saying that he's not he's not perfect. He's telling us that there's two things that he truly wants to do. Um, and who he truly believes himself to be is a person in the lyrics. lyrics, Mm -hmm. Uh, he's saying that he's a person who reaches out to others to bring them a voice and to bring them comfort. And that is, Mm -hmm. that's what he wants to do. And if he doesn't do anything else, those are the things he wants to do. Yeah. I just want to give you all the shoulders when you cry. Yeah. I just want to give you all the voices till I die. Till I die. Yes. So he uh he just talks about that we are constantly growing and changing and no simple phrase could describe just one person Mm -mm. but also you and i what we kind of came to towards the end of this discussion was that we believe that namjoon thinks a lot about who he would be if bts did not exist Mm -hmm. he himself at the core wonders what he would be but mm-hmm. in reality, this is his destiny in life. This is what yes. he is supposed to be doing. Whether he knows it or not or accepts it or not, this was what he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And perhaps the source of the struggle to identify himself is that this still feels so unreal to him. And mm-hmm. I mean, because it is unreal, none of them started out BTS with hopes of dominating the K-pop industry and becoming known globally and going to the fucking Grammys. Yeah. I mean, surely they weren't thinking, oh, we're going to be number one. We're going to actually overcome the K-pop genre and break internationally. That There's no way that was on their mind. When they started BTS, maybe they thought, yes, we would be on the same platform of some some of the other k-pop groups but they have definitely exceeded that yeah yeah all right so that was intro persona mm-hmm. that one was probably our most in-depth lyrically one of our, all our other ones, ones are too yeah for sure yeah, but but that one was just like i said lyrically dense mm-hmm. so moving on to the hit track which is poem for small things boy with love it was produced by p-dog Written by P Dog R M, Melanie Joy Fontana, Michael Lindgren Schultz, Hitman Bang, Suga, Emily Wiseband, J Hope, and Ashley Frangipan. Yes. So going into the style and vibe of this song. It is super upbeat and very catchy, like that wah, 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 wah. Like, it's mm-hmm. so, so catchy and upbeat, and it's such an easy listen. It does have a simple chord progression, which does give it that easy listen, but it's highly pleasant to the ears. It's You can't listen to it and not feel your body wiggle along with it. Oh, for sure. There is simple guitar in the background during the verses but there's also these synthesized strings that you hear also in the background the rap verses have some added bass beats that are addition you know brought in within the rap verses and then it kind of differs between the different rappers styles just how those bass beats come in we got to talk about Yungi's verse because I've been dying to talk about this <laughs> dying since I 
first heard the song, I think everyone heard Yungi's verse and was like, whoa, what a fucking change up. What a fucking change up. Because his style within the song is so, so different from previous Yungi rap verses. He has this syncopated rap style and his voice sounds like it's hollowed out. Yes. And it like echoes within itself. And the I just to me it shows his level of skill. It shows his his artistic experimentation that he's doing and I'm glad that he had the the nerve and the courage to do this in their hit track. Yeah. I, it just wasn't like on some song on the album. He did it in the hit track. And just the way that Yungi pronounces the words, he pronounces it with this stutter. The pronunciation of the words almost sound like filler sounds, very similar to kind of like J-Hope style, mm-hmm. but also uniquely how he does it himself. But, you know, he used those kind of extra filler sounds with words like yeah and so on and so on. Yeah. And the way that he does this, it's just... It reminds us so much of J-Hope that there's times throughout this album where we confuse Yoongi with Hobie. We're like, who's rapping right now? Is that Hobie? Is that Yoongi? Because, specifically because of this this rap verse that happens in Boy With Love. Yeah. But overall, the style and vibe of this song is just... It's a hit. It's definitely what you would describe as a hit track. It's an easy listen. It's super fun. It's catchy, upbeat. It's so pleasant to listen to and sing along to. And you feel the the energy coming from the song. And it's just wonderful. And I love it. <laughs> it's one that you can hit replay on. Like, you definitely don't get tired of listening to it. We mm-hmm. listen to it like... 18 times last week just for research to talk about mm-hmm. the music video and mm-hmm. I mean, never got old never got old I'm, I'm still <laughs> I'm still playing it mm-hmm. so going into the meaning of this song we've got some terms and definitions and themes that we would like to to share with all of you and define for you uh-huh. so the first one this first theme is the idea of boy in love which is of course from school love affair versus boy with love so dual set bang Ten said from a young passionate immature love that is represented with masculine macho like lyrics and visuals that's and that of course is represented in boy in love to a mature true love that is about every small thing in life and a love that is represented with feminine reflective lyrics that are more accepting and embracing that's that's what we see in boy with love and mm-hmm. we know that Boy in Love has received a lot of criticism criticism for misogynistic themes in the lyrics and in the music video. And, uh, you know, BTS has apologized for these and has, you know, obviously moved away from that. But it kind of makes us think, what if BTS is kind of rewriting eras or rewriting mm-hmm. it in a different way or in a way that they wanted to in the first place? Or, you know, now that they've grown as individuals, just kind of re-exploring that same idea. I think that's definitely plausible. Maybe they're not going to rewrite all their eras, but maybe this is one way of, of an, an addition to their apology mm-hmm. by rewriting this specific era. 
So another thing that we'd like to define is soul, which quote, a clearly demarcated functional complex that can best be described as a quote personality. And there's also another description of the soul has a feminine character in the man and a masculine character in a woman. His anima wants to reconcile and unite. Her animus tries to discern and discriminate. So this just concept of the soul and these um, explanations of the soul are what we see kind of reflected in the lyrics. So that's why that's Mm -hmm. the, the definitions that we're going with. Another theme that comes up is the theme of a star and the theme of destiny. And this is an important theme for really the album as a whole. This, both of these are going to come up again. So the lines that the vocalists sing seem to be said to Army. For example, right at the beginning, Jimin says, I'm curious about everything. How's your day? And this makes me think of jimin and j-hope and jins and all of their tweets their hashtag curious about army tweets yeah and they also say i'm flying up high in the sky with the two wings that you gave me then and this makes me think of like the wings album um the Mm -hmm. outro where they say spread my wings and fly and then Mm -hmm. dual set also said that this could be referring back to a supplementary story where it says, although I want to fly, I don't have wings, but your hands become my wings. So really that line goes to the fact that ARMY gave BTS the support to get to where they are today. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And they are so thankful and grateful throughout this whole album. Like RM had said that all of these songs are basically serenading ARMY mm-hmm. and a thank you to ARMY. Yeah. Uh, so the rap lines in this song, I kind of approach them as if they could be being said to the soul. And I think all of these lines, I'm just going to preface the rest of this with saying that a lot of these lyrics for these songs, you can always say that they're being said to ARMY. I think that yes. is a common intention for BTS's music. Namjoon said it in his live, as you told me earlier. Mm-hmm. And any of these could be at surface value just to ARMY. But we want to dive in deeper than that. We want to explore more than that, more than that surface value, mm-hmm. especially when we're thinking through the lens of these like Jungian concepts that so influence this album. Mm-hmm. So, And the album is called Map of the Soul. Yeah. So I think you can be interchangeable with ARMY and with the soul. Yeah. So... These rap lines to me specifically made me feel like they were being said to their soul as if they're kind of being Mm -hmm. introspective. So Yoongi says a star that is called you that made every trivial thing not trivial. And he continues to say that everything is special, including small trivial habits, which kind of relates back to the Korean name of the song, a poem for the small things. Mm hmm. We'll also touch on the idea of star again in Microcosmos coming up next. So just keep that idea in mind for there is a Jungian connection to the star and the soul. For Hosok's verse, he says, I say things like destiny were never mine from the beginning. World's peace, no way. Some grand rules, no way. I'm just going to protect you. And this makes me think of... Um, 
what we talked about earlier in persona with just like this big concept or this great calling that they that they feel and uh even we the have destiny been, and this yeah mm-hmm. this destiny but even you and I have been guilty of talking about like talking about hope world or talking about his personality and his his character that he his persona that he portrays as J-Hope uh mm-hmm. being this like world peace thing and how BTS has this bigger than what we can imagine destiny to bring people together mm-hmm. and here's Hosok saying world's peace no way like that's this destiny that you're thrusting mm-hmm. upon me is you know that's not what I'm going for I'm just going to protect you which and I don't think it's just being them them being humble no I feel that this is really how they feel yeah mm-hmm. they I mean and they just I don't I love this line like I'm not saying that mm-hmm. you know they're they're saying well we're not achieving that or we can't because it is kind of crazy to be like bts will bring world peace like that's insane yeah but i love that he he kind of takes all of those concepts away and shows that the most important thing to him is just protecting army um Mm -hmm. or at least in this we're talking about his soul so he's just he wants to protect his soul and mm-hmm. this again this destiny he says destiny was never mine becoming a theme and we'll also touch on destiny again in microcosmos but he's just bringing up these kinds of things that um he feels are thrust upon them and he again is just trying to protect his his soul and his soul uh young talks about your inner soul and your outer soul um Mm -hmm. so your inner soul can be easily defined as personality but your outer soul an example of your outer soul could be a loved one so people like to say like oh my better half for their spouse and that concept that idea that phrase kind of goes along with this Jungian idea as if like Jordan my husband would be like my outer projection of my soul because he's just like that part of me in tune with me uh and I'm Mm -hmm. totally oversimplifying go listen to the other (laughs) podcast for like a way better explanation of that but Mm -hmm. really he's talking about protecting his soul so you could think about his soul as being his inner soul himself and his personality and who he is and his outer soul as being army and the, you know, mm-hmm. all the people in the world who loves him and who he loves back. Mm-hmm. So then lastly, Namjoon's verse, the way that this relates to his soul is he says, with the Icarus wings you gave me, I'd fly to you, not the sun. So if you don't know Icarus, Icarus is like a big bird that burns up in the sun and Namjoon is acknowledging that there is the possibility of developing this huge ego of flying too close to the sun and burning out, mm-hmm. getting too big for himself. Uh, yes. But he understands this. He knows that this is a worry for him and for them. And he says that he can metaphorically come back down to earth or down to us or back down to his soul, to who he is, to his true personality. Mm-hmm. flying to us or flying to his own soul right. in order to avoid the sun where he could potentially have this huge ego right? because of all of the accomplishments and so on. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So yeah, that's pretty much Boy With Love. It's a, it's a great, uplifting, easy listen pop song, but it does not shy away from having lyrics that are super meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yes. So next on the track list is Microcosmos. This was produced by Arcades. It was written by Maddie Thompson, Lyndock Graham, Marcus McCone, RM, Sugar, J-Hope, DJ Swivel Young, Candice Nicole Sosa, Fontana, and Lindgren. So for its style and vibe, this song is so uplifting. It sounds like a song that you would hear in the soundtrack of a movie where friends are all hanging out together or the main character is just watching blissfully out their car window while driving past city lights that are flashing. Uh, It sounds like it could be in a GCF. Just Mm -hmm. have to bring that up. The instrumental, though... It has various sounds of chimes that are kind of spaced sporadically throughout, which gives this song an enchanting ambiance. And we hear, at, especially towards the end of the song and during the chorus, a bunch of oohs and na na na's, which makes it easy to sing along to. But also, these unisons of oohs and na na na's, it has this motivating and exhilarating feeling to it. And when I listen to this song, I feel like I have the whole world on my side. And honestly, this is truthfully when we were doing research a couple days ago, this is what I wrote down. And then today I listened to RM's live and he said, if they ever perform this song in a concert, it's just going to kill. And that during the chant portion of you've got me and I've got you, he said that he feels like it'll be a we are the world Oh my god. And I thought, yes, my exact thoughts, like same wavelength. This is how the track feels. This is how this song perfectly is described. It's motivating, it's exhilarating, it has us feel like we are united and together. God, I love that. I hope they perform this song. I hope that we get to have that feeling. A stadium full of people singing this song. And I just love that you said it feels like you have the whole world on your side when you listen because this Mm -hmm. song, the meaning of this song totally relates to that, that idea. It's pure bliss when you listen. Totally. Mm -hmm. So getting into the meaning of this song. So some terms, definitions, themes, the title in Korean literally means quote, small universe. And this is representative of something that is smaller than the universe, yet is a universe in and of itself. Yes. So this is definitely a concept that we will be further expanding upon. Also in this song is the the theme of stars and destiny again. So we're going to talk about this a little bit. Um, The stars relate to the idea of like the universe and this idea of a microcosm versus macrocosm. So microcosmos, the English song or the English title of the of the song, that word is derived from this idea of a microcosm. So the microcosm and macrocosm refers to the version of the cosmos in which the part, the microcosm, reflects the whole, which would be called the macrocosm, and vice mm-hmm. versa. So Mm -hmm. they flow together and live together in this harmonious unity. And this is a theory that first began with Pythagoras, 
way, way like at the beginning of philosophy. But (laughs) (laughs) Jung would teach that the earth, he would kind of expand on this idea and he would teach that the earth is a microcosm in the great cosmos of the stars. And we ourselves are just microcosms upon the earth. And this idea has been expanded to explain that humans as microcosms are reflected in the macrocosm of the universe as stars and that each person has a star and our star is our destiny. And it just goes into this whole big, beautiful uh, idea that we are each Mm -hmm. a part of the universe in a much bigger Mm -hmm. way than we can Mm -hmm. even conceive through our own interconnectivity of as a as as people living on the earth we create the the macrocosm of the earth we participate as microcosms in the universe but we also have this idea of being part of the bigger macrocosm universe as having a star mm-hmm. and being being connected to that star yes all being important in a bigger bigger picture yes bigger mm-hmm. picture way to be put simply right <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so I don't have a ton of lyrics for this one, but really lyrics that go along with this idea of stars and destiny and of people kind of having these two things within them. So they say, we're all shining from one's own room, from one's own star. So that kind of makes you think of one's own room, um, maybe a little hinting at your home, one's own room Mm -hmm. and in the, in the microcosm and then from one's own star in the macrocosm. Uh, They also say Mm -hmm. lights of people, all are precious, all are one again, relating to this idea of us being interconnected and all coming together to form something greater than just ourselves. They continue Mm -hmm. to say, in a dark night, don't feel alone. Like stars we shine, don't disappear because you are one great existence. And Mm, that sentiment is just so beautiful to me. Mm -hmm. I think that really hits home for this song. Yeah. Uh, They also say, in one person, there is one history. There is one star shining with seven billion lights seven billion worlds seven billion lives so if you don't know mm-hmm. there's roughly seven billion people on the planet and mm-hmm. you know if they're relating this concept to like people having this star and being this destiny and this reflecting this reflection into the greater universe then they're relating the seven billion people here to everything else and mm-hmm. the 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 kind of like pre-chorus chorus part that we all know the you got me i got you it says you mm-hmm. got me seeing you i dream in the pitch black nights we saw each other's light speaking the same things we were the starlights that shine more in the deepest nights and mm-hmm. if we're thinking about this song being performed, I can't wait to hear that line. Like, yeah. that's going to be I beautiful. really do hope they perform it. Me too. Mm-hmm. So a summation of the chorus in general is that we have each other and we can light up the night sky. So let us shine. So mm-hmm. very uplifting song. Beautiful mm-hmm. song. Uh, mm-hmm. fun to listen to and inspirational 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 it makes yes. you feel like 
if you listen to it, no matter what's going on, you can keep going because you have, Mm -hmm. you have something more important to do. You have a destiny to live out, you know, there's a bigger picture, there's a bigger picture and other people Mm -hmm. are in it with you. Yeah. Beautiful. So moving on to the next track, which is make it right. This was produced by Fred Gibson also goes by Fred. So it was written by Fred, Ed Sheeran, Benji Gibson, Joe Hill, RM, Yungi, and J-Hope. So for this style and for this vibe, without a doubt, you can tell that it is highly influenced by Fred and Ed Sheeran. Mm -hmm. There is a repetitive synthesized horn-like instrument that plays throughout the song, and it closely resembles the repetitive xylophone instrumentation that we hear in Ed Sheeran's Shape of You. This is not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just bringing it up. There's a reason that these two songs are insanely catchy. Mm-hmm. I think this this repetitive uh, synthesized instrumental that plays throughout is their type of style and they've brought it and contributed to BTS's music with it. And so it makes Make It Right such a catchy song. Yeah, and definitely but I will say, in that sense. Yes, yeah. definitely. So... I will say that this song slows the album up a bit. The song has this carefree, upbeat vibe while also remaining very intimate and sensual and sweet with its lyrics slipping through, such as, I can hold you tighter, I can make it better. Mm. And I will say that both the, the vocal and rap line have such a soothing finish to their voices that makes this track so sensual and sweet and intimate. Like I said before, there's this kindness to their voices when they're singing and rapping. Yes. Oh, it, and it really goes throughout the whole song. And mm-hmm. that you're right about that. Um, that kind of sensual, sweet, uh, those lyrics mm-hmm. really, they kind of uh, slow it down, but they do make it feel very mm-hmm. carefree. But um, yeah. yeah. And then paired it. with that, Perfect that vibe. horn. Do, 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 do. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the comeback stage performance of this song is wonderful. Uh, it was great just to see them not be huffing and puffing from the choreography and to just enjoy looking out at army in front of them and standing there looking handsome as all get out oh of course uh so (laughs) into some some meaning terms definitions and themes of this song uh a kind of theme of this song is finding yourself but finding yourself through wandering around through exploration and they also mention deserts and oceans and Mm -hmm. if you No, BTS has a long history of referencing (laughs) desert and sea and oceans in their music. Uh, Sea Mm -hmm. often becoming a desert despite their efforts. Mm -hmm. Um, They even have a hidden track on Love Yourself Her called Mm -hmm. Sea. And they Uh, have had... Fake Love mentions desert a fair amount. Mm -hmm. Their comeback stages and performances at Mama's and They've had things that say we can turn a desert into a sea. And a purple ocean. Right. Oh, purple ocean, God. Definitely a common theme in the history of BTS. So uh, there's also many references to previous BTS songs, such as Save Me, Love Maze, On Palm Man, and Mic Drop. And although the meanings in the song go deeper than this, 
we think that at the surface value, you can take this as a song for ARMY because only ARMY would get the subtle references to previous BTS songs, similar to how they do with choreography. Yeah. The the choreography that they put in even Boy With Love, we see a lot of similarities in previous BTS choreography music and it's for ARMY and that's that's what it's meant for. Yeah, which I, I love that they are still doing that. They're still putting mm-hmm. little little things in that seem special. Because it makes special. us excited. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it is very special. So getting into the lyrics, the first one that we want to uh, talk about is In the eternal night for which I was unable to see the end, it was you who gifted me the morning. Would it be okay that I hold that hand now? So this lyric reminds me of the Save Me webtoons. The idea of like this eternal night is kind of reminding me of Jin's repetitive day that he kept going through. And again, Mm -hmm. the reaching out of two hands mentioned, this is mentioned in Save Me the Song. We see visual representations of this in the Save Me webtoon. And Mm -hmm. then what I fucking this is a note from dual set Bangtan. these lyrics that are included <laughs> when I read this I flipped the fuck out because <laughs> this lyric in love maze two hands holding each other become a map and bitch you know love maze is like <laughs> one of my favorite songs on that album uh-huh. and yeah. this again this whole lyric two hands holding each other become a map relates back to the inner and outer soul, the connection of these two things, because you know, we're talking about the fucking map of the soul. So if you're Mm -hmm. two hands, you know, you're with your loved one who is that outward projection of your soul then the coming together of those two hands is helping to create that full map of the soul. Which I'm just like, this is like the part in the album where these ideas and the concepts start coming together. And it just Mm -hmm. makes me so excited. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. It's so brilliant and clever and genius. Yes. And the fact that they had it even back then on on tier, which I'm sure that Namjoon was probably reading this fucking book at that time. (laughs) Uh, He, they also go on to say, everything is for me to reach you. Who is the answer of my journey? I sing to find you. So, his soul they're they are singing to their fucking souls they're singing to find their souls that is Mm -hmm. the answer of their journey is to find their souls and Mm. ah god i just i love this so much um (laughs) standing taller more sure of himself in his verse namjoon says everything is to come back to you let me now open the map wide the map that is you and again the map of the soul like bts is so amazing you being Mm -hmm. the soul the map that is you you being the soul and Mm -hmm. like we said of course this can relate directly to army but this is the deeper meaning that we're seeing in this Mm -hmm. um again reinforcing this dual meaning of the soul because your soul can be your inner soul or your project outer soul and it's just fuck like the lyrics mm-hmm. that they think about especially Namjoon the way that he especially is putting this Namjoon. in yes. fucking brilliant blowing my he mind is, he is he deserves an applause at the end of the concert just for the lyrics that he put into this album seriously yeah 
All right. So moving on to Home. Home was produced by P-Dog, written by P-Dog, RM, Lauren Dyson, Tushar Apt, Suga, J-Hope, Crystal Youngs, Julia Ross, Bobby Chung, Song Jae-Kung, and Adora. So for the style and vibe of this song, if I'm being completely honest here, I really expected them to perform home for their comeback stages Mm -hmm. because I feel that this song is such a bop. I feel that it is one of the songs that stands out the most on the album. Perhaps that's just coming from my perspective, but to me, the, the feel and the energy that comes with home, I just thought that, yes, how could they not perform this? Totally agree with you. I really expected Mm -hmm. to see this in a comeback stage. Mm hmm. Yeah, but I'm not disappointed because I'm sure we will definitely at some point see it. Really, fingers crossed, hoping it happens for this love yourself or... Speak yourself. Speak yourself, yeah. Please, tour. God. We we mm-hmm. need this song performed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the song, it starts with a sexy, soulful, lo-fi beat that is right behind Nam June's speaking i'm exhausted and his not so subtle seductive uhs and yes and oh yes oh my god (laughs) yes it's throughout he does it throughout this whole song i'm so glad i mean you hear jimin singing and singing and you hear namjoon going oh yeah yes (laughs) i'm so glad that you brought this up because it is one of my favorite parts of the song is he's back there and it is so sexy when he you just hear his deep voice in the background sliding Mm -hmm. in those yes and i'm just Uh like oh fuck like you can't tell me this is not a sexy song Mm -hmm. back when this album was released when i was messaging you about my thoughts about the album and what i was thinking about each song when home came on i texted you this song is sexy as hell i cannot get over how sexy it feels Mm -hmm. and it's impossible not to feel pure bliss when you sing along body rolling, feeling the welcome from a very hot and inviting invitation to Mikasa. Oh my God. Is how I interpreted it. And yes, the song is definitely more than that. But I think that there is no denying this song has a very sexual vibe to it. Um, Seductive. No, it totally uh, does. Inviting. I was shaking my ass to this song the first time (laughs) that I heard it. I was like, it was like fucking 5.15 in the morning, putting my makeup Mm -hmm. on, getting ready for the day, like trying to do mascara but i was like shaking my ass Mm -hmm. because it was Mm -hmm. so it wants it's so sexy like it it makes me want to move and dance along with it it's fun it's fun and there's definitely more to the song than the sexiness but i just i was in charge of vibe and style (laughs) and i just i was like i'm sorry i have to mention it and i'm gonna keep talking about it so in some of their verses the vocal line that adds to this kind of seductive feel to the song their voices sound like they're breathless, especially Jimin. We are looking at I you. This breathlessness, they linger on their ending notes. They're slipping down on those last little notes so softly that it sounds nothing short of seductive. And and that breathlessness and, and you know, just uh, oh, like God. they're caving into it. It is so contributing. Like that is such a stylized mm-hmm. part of the, mm-hmm. the way that they're singing the song. And I totally mm-hmm. agree with you. And the rap verses are also two 
brimming with these pleasurable tones. And I will say that their verses are also very hype and energetic as well, which brings me to the overall feel of this song. Despite the sexy undertones, this (laughs) song is simply a damn good time. It's fun. It's a celebration. It is a party for BTS and for ARMY. It's a banger. Uh, You know, in... It's funny because in RMSV Live, he shyfully admits that this song is about ARMY and he is almost embarrassed to say it because I think there is such a kind of sexy Sexual feel sound, to it. Like yeah. you're, you know, if he's saying it's about ARMY, they literally say your touch, your touch, your touch. I need that. Yeah, I miss that. Which, I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I miss it We're too. We're all willing to offer. Anytime. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is a celebration, this song and, and it's a party. It's, it's a damn good time. It is for sure. Um, some, some themes that we get in, in home or just some different things that I want to explore is the use of Mikasa as home. So if you guys may remember, I'm a Spanish teacher. So when I think of Mikasa, I think of house first. My house. That's the first, uh, that's the first most common explanation or meaning of Mikasa as house. The more correct word for home that I've always used for home is Ogar, H-O-G-A-R, Ogar. So Ogar is like home. Like that's the word that I've always used for home that I always hear people use for home. Mikasa can also mean home. Uh, That's kind of like maybe like the second or the third meaning of it, but it's not what I'd think of at first. Although I do Mm -hmm. think that in this song, the sound of Mikasa, like that totally Mm -hmm. fits in the song. And And I think that was their purpose. And I also think Mikasa is more universal. Totally. And that I think was also a part of it too. So it's not necessarily that they aren't saying that Mikasa is not as inviting or as, I don't know, comforting as though, as the word Ogar, which is home. Right. But yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, I no, totally. I think it just sounds and fits better, and that's their purpose for using it, and universal. It sticks like better, The English it's more translations they use, too, are pretty universal when they say, like, fake love yeah. or et cetera. Totally. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, and I'm not saying that it's incorrect. It's just not mm-hmm. what I would think of first. It just got you first. thinking. Yeah, I just wanted mm-hmm. to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely we see, like you said, ARMY as home in the song. We also have the theme of love that pops up quite a bit, as well as a door. A door is a theme. Um, Mm -hmm. This concept of a door is repeated in almost every single little verse. And Mm -hmm. uh, we'll kind of talk about it as we go through the lyrics. But when I talk about the lyrics for door, Bethany, I want you to think about what they might, what it might mean. mean thinking mm-hmm. maybe is it entering or leaving a home what might this door be kind of representing mm-hmm. because yeah i think we might be able to get to the bottom of it but i want to hear your thoughts yeah so the first lyric that i want to talk about is right at the beginning of the song it says i couldn't even leave a goodbye yeah i'm going out baby the entire world is my home and this relates to Uh, a common or common Korean phrases that when translated to English sound a little 
clunky and awkward, meaning I'll go and come back or I've come after going away. But in Korean, they're meant to signify that you are leaving a place which you belong and you promise to return safely. So Mm -hmm. we see BTS use like hashtags on Twitter with these two phrases in Korean. Anytime that they're like traveling to go to a concert or like, you know, before going to the States for SNL, when they're leaving their home or, you know, when they're leaving Seoul or maybe even sometimes when they're leaving a concert uh, that they are at on tour, we can see them use Mm -hmm. this hashtag. So it's kind of when they use it, it's this idea of the entire world being their home, which Mm -hmm. is relating to ARMY being everywhere and the Mm -hmm. idea of your home being the place where you belong. So if BTS Mm -hmm. feels like they can belong everywhere because they have ARMY everywhere, Mm -hmm. then it could definitely... Belong and feel welcome. Right. And this was also mentioned in the podcast episode... um, with Dr. Stein and he mentions that, yeah, when they, when they go to Chicago or when they go to Paris or whatever it may be, since army is there, they feel welcome and so welcome. They're returning. It almost feels like they're coming back home. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, the way that they use this in the lyrics saying that they're going out and that the entire world is is their home. It does feel like home because army has become family. Mm -hmm. So in these lyrics, Jimin is saying that he he didn't even leave a goodbye because instead he was saying this I'll go and come back or I'll come after going away because uh, they're never truly saying goodbye and they will always mm-hmm. return to their home. Mm-hmm. So moving into like the theme of this door. So I just want to read off a few a few lines about the door. So the first time that it's mentioned, it says, as if everything will become true once I open that door. Then we see it says, I saw the ocean even before opening this door. And so again, referencing this ocean Mm -hmm. and we, you know, ocean can obviously reference army. And the next lyric says at the door where the light is turned off, my feet feel strange. So it's almost like now you're returning back to this, this closed door. And it's like you're returning home and the porch light isn't on. Mm-hmm. Then it says, but the door I exit because I have a place to return, even if I leave now. So I'm leaving this door because I know that I can return even if I leave now. Then they say, when the bell rings three times, will you open the door so that I can deliver my words that I couldn't say? I'll say them then. So this one was the most perplexing to me. I just think it's interesting for them to say when the bell rings three times. Why three times? And Uh, Three is such an interesting number. I know. And because, yeah, I think three is it's been used a lot in philosophy and mm-hmm. biblical and religious terms. Three is kind of a number as a seven. But just hearing like three times. Yeah, that's kind of where my mind immediately. That's goes. where mine went as well. And I didn't mm-hmm. know if that was my own perspective of being raised in a religious household and like a Christian mm-hmm. household. where thinking that that number three has some sort of like religious connection. But what we do know mm-hmm. is that 
Young and Jungian teachings are not anti-religious. In fact, they run, you know, almost congruently, mm-hmm. concurrently with each other where they, they, they work together. They don't yeah. necessarily contradict one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't really ever got like a religious theme in their songs before. So this no. could definitely be like a... If it is Mm -hmm. meaning to be that way, it's definitely a new thing. I think we have gotten kind of some religious aspects to some of their songs, especially during Wings era. We had a lot of the um, lust and, you know, kind of those sinful aspects within there. But I, you know, it hasn't been prominent or put forth a whole lot. Overt And I don't think it is in this. yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And... So my interpretation of the door, I really am not sure what the door is, but it is mentioned a lot in these lyrics. My goodness, you've mentioned at least six lines that have been brought up in this song alone. But I think, you know, did he mention or did they mention at all shadow throughout? Because to me, how he how Namjoon described his shadow as a certain hesitation I almost feel a hesitation with this door. Uh, There's conflicting themes going on here where he says, you know, everything will come true once I open that door. But it seems like opening that door he's fearful of or unsure of or doesn't have the courage to do where the door, the light is turned off. So his feet feel strange, hesitant to approach it. Or if I ring that doorbell three times, I want to deliver these words, but only if that door opens, can I say them? Yeah, that's I just, what I'm gathering. I uh, mm-hmm. a hesitation. It's yeah, a fear because if they open the door, it can either be seemingly a really good thing, an amazing thing, positive mm-hmm. things, or mm-hmm. there's that hesitation before doing it. My feet feel strange. Mm-hmm. That made me think like mm-hmm. kind of if you're having kind of like an out of body experience where you might kind of feel like you're floating or you're not really connected to the ground beneath mm-hmm. you. And I just, maybe it's just this. This is such a dumb, dumb comparison I'm making, but (laughs) it reminds me of like being a kid on Halloween and seeing that someone's door light is not on and the hesitation to whether or not I should approach it. Or if it's, if I have the permission to go and ring the doorbell and ask for candy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. So that's what I'm gathering, especially from that line where he's saying, like at the door where the light is turned off, my feet feel strange. I feel almost like I shouldn't be there. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, are you returning back to the home, like away from army or, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it, that's why like the light is off. Cause you're returning home. And I mean, so that's just a whole, a whole mm-hmm. other thing to explore in itself. But what yeah. I still, I think there's a lot for interpretation. There's a lot for interpretation for how you want to say it. I'm still interested to try to figure out what words they would want to deliver that they couldn't say. And I hope that maybe they expand on that further on. If we can figure out what words that they would want to say that they will say then when, you know, whenever Mm -hmm. then is, I hope that we do get to hear those words. Mm hmm. So the last thing I want to touch on is just this amazing chorus that says the place where you are, perhaps that place is Mikasa with you. I'm going to feel rich. And I love when they echo it. They're like, rich, rich, uh, rich. It's amazing. With you, I'm going to feel rich. Yeah. I love that. Love it. 
Uh, it's later changed to, this is Jungkook's line, so I have to say it because he says, it's been a while. God. <laughs> and he says, it's been a while. My home, with you, I just feel rich. Instead of with you, I'm a feel rich. It's now he mm-hmm. has us with you. I just feel rich. So mm-hmm. obviously BTS are filthy fucking rich, but they can only feel truly fulfilled and spiritually rich and whole when they are with their home which Mm -hmm. home again we're saying for this song it's army and Mm -hmm. again i want to relate it back to the the vibe that you were saying that this song is so Mm -hmm. sexy that because this song is so sexy i also really secretly for the bts members want this song to be about the sexy sexy people that they're all secretly in love with and happy with and like missing when they're on tour and that they just want to go back to their casa with them and Mm -hmm. yeah i hope i cannot wait to see where they are in a couple years all right so the next track on this album is jamais vu and this was produced by arcades bad milk and mccone it was written by McCone, Owen Roberts, Thompson, Graham, James F. Reynolds, RM, J-Hope, and Hitman Bang. So the style and vibe of this song, first off, this song introduces an entirely new subunit, which includes Jin, J-Hope, and Jungkook. We have not seen this subunit before, and RM actually mentioned that a lot of the members, including Taeyongi and Jiminy, both felt left out and wanted to be a part of this song because they loved it so much. But I do think that this subunit is genius because, wow, it has so much... They have so much impact with their... the harmonization of their voices together Mm -hmm. i love the tone of jin's vocals and jungkook's vocals with each other and then Mm -hmm. j-hope i truly feel is just the perfect rapper to slide in there with his kind of generally more positive feeling that we get from him Mm -hmm. i absolutely love the subunit i was so excited Mm -hmm. to hear this song his beautiful voice too his vocals he sings so much in this song he sings almost as much as he raps in this song Uh love it yeah so the instrumental for this song sets a gloomy and wistful tone to it and throughout it has this stable keyboard that staccatos And it pairs with this delicate and faint guitar as well. Uh, And so really the song is, it sounds sad almost. I don't want to use the word sad because it's so blah. But, you know, it has kind of a a darker tone to it, a, you know, more thought-provoking tone. Yeah. And so the song starts with these very soothing, emotion-filled vocals from Jin, Hobie, and Jungkook. And... Really just Hobie's vocals. What a beautiful blessing to us all. <laughs> but after this, this kind of start to the song, the song does build and it builds when it reaches the chorus, when Jungkook sings, please give me a remedy. And from there, the song lifts a little bit. The mood lifts as well. And the vocals become more strengthened. They're not as soothing. They're stronger. Mm-hmm. And then mid-song, we get Hobie, who switches from singing to rapping. And suddenly, this melancholy, wistful instrumental turns encouraging. And 
I have to say this, a little funky. Mm -hmm. The there's like this in the back that is just so different from the rest of the instrumentation that's gone throughout. And of course, they bring it when Hobie's verse rapping verse Mm -hmm. comes up. And this is it really perfectly like a, accompanies his rap style. Yeah. And, yeah. It's really like a turning point in the song. It's really where the song mm-hmm. starts to make that big change from being kind of melancholy mm-hmm. to more upbeat and happy and kind of like this hopeful feel almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's There's a little uplifting point climax to the song. Mm-hmm. But overall, the song, it feels sentimental and passionate and introspective and with the lyrics the please give me a remedy uh, that really kind of calling out and think that introspective thought thinking you know I need some sort of remedy Mm -hmm. to cure however I'm feeling yeah Mm -hmm. so for the meaning again terms definitions themes the title is Jamais Vu, which we are going to bring some clarification to if you haven't already been curious enough to look it up on your own. It's French. It is the opposite of déjà vu. And it's experienced a lot by people with epilepsy, schizophrenia, Alzheimer's, and dementia. So to bring kind of clarity to it, Jamais Vu is where you're in a very familiar environment, something you're very used to, but it feels unfamiliar and it feels strange, yeah. like a stranger to you. Like, you know that you are supposed to recognize where you are, but it mm-hmm. feels completely unfamiliar and strange and, and foreign and yeah. foreign to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, this song also kind of plays... Uh, with the idea of real life versus a video game, which I truly was not expecting with, you know, coming from the vibe of this song, just listening to it. But I do think that it kind of perfectly goes with the people who are in this song, like especially Jin, who I feel like is so beautifully Mm -hmm. featured in this song. And we know that he like loves Mario and he plays games and Jungkook Mm -hmm. as well. And uh, so just this kind of, uh, relation between the two in the lyrics mm-hmm. is very interesting and I feel like unique to to them yeah. as, like who they are and mm-hmm. their interests which I, I really enjoy that Namjoon in his live he mentioned it reminded him of Zelda when he plays Zelda oh, yeah. <laughs> and dying and then having to restart again yeah and reload uh-huh. Um, And also in this song, Shadow is once again mentioned, and this time the shadow is related to self-doubt. And of course, as you said earlier, um, there is the the repetition of this remedy and this melody. So the remedy... Uh, is to make the pain go away and the melody is a reason to keep going again thinking of a melody and the fact that they're singing kind of relating back Mm -hmm. to earlier like singing to your soul and Mm -hmm. this idea of kind of like feeding your soul I think of when you think of singing to your soul it's kind of like that nourishment that's good for you so Mm -hmm. that melody is like that reason to keep going in this song so as far as lyrics go, I just want to hit on the the lyrics related to those themes. So for mm-hmm. Jamais Vu, that is mentioned. It says, uh, my lyrics, every gesture and every word becomes scary to me because of my Jamais Vu. So this is as if I believe I didn't write it down, but I believe this is J-Hope's line. And mm-hmm. 
this is, you know, kind of that worry that your music isn't going to, uh, you know, you're just going to stay the same. It's going to mm-hmm. seem like you're changing or growing and becoming new, but you're worried that it's just going to become all of the same thing and it still mm-hmm. feels unfamiliar to you and you're still, you know, yeah. not sure what it is. Yes, right? yes. And keep bringing it back up. Yeah, over and over. Mm-hmm. But feeling as if it, you know, not knowing that it is the same or, yeah. Right. Uh, and then as as far as game versus real life, they say, if this were a game, it would all be good if I load it again. I guess I got to deal with this real world. That's Jungkook's line. And so, again, just kind of that you could do a redo, but in real life, there is not a redo. You just have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that that realization that we all come to as we're growing up. And Mm -hmm. as we're out on our own in the real world and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, our parents can't fix it for us or, you know, whatever, we we just got to deal with it. Um, Mm -hmm. They also say it'd be better if it was a game because it's so painful. I need to heal my medic as if like you're the the team member on your on the game that you're playing, the medic team member. I need to heal Mm -hmm. my medic. So I need to heal the thing that takes care of me, me. right? Mm -hmm. That does the healing and kind of just hoping or wishing that they didn't have to deal with this real world, that it were just all this game, you know, what they're doing every day because it can be so painful. Um, Mm -hmm. They go on to say a gamer who lacks the skills. Yeah, right. I can't control myself. So again, that self doubt that I mentioned earlier of doubting that you are and even I'm going all the way back to fucking intro persona uh, doubting that you should be where you're at a gamer who lacks the skills and they're relating, you know, their real life to like Mm -hmm. a game. So Mm -hmm. I got that connection too. When you were reading through these lyrics, I kept thinking back to intro persona Mm -hmm. and getting that same kind of concept that they're, that they're trying to say here. Just, uh, yeah, lacking the skill or not being able to live up to what's expected. Right, not mm-hmm. being worthy. Mm-hmm. And they also say, I run again and fall again. Even if this repeats countlessly, I'll run again. So this also relates, this relates to run. This relates to epilogue young forever. That kind of is that uh, kind of ending to that storyline and the the webtoon as well uh that kind of repetition countlessly but it is the ending by the end of this kind of concept of the game of this song they are still determined even if this repeats countlessly i'll run again so even though it can be so painful they talk about like going through the process of writing this song going through the the game of this world the game that they must play as 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 artists as idols as people you know mm-hmm. at this platform on the global scale and mm-hmm. they are still at the end of it determined to continue which is amazing <laughs> um so they're also this uh this theme of shadow so J-Hope says, but I'm another star blaming myself for not having been perfect. I just wanted to do it so well. I just wanted to make you smile. Damn. 
And this was, it's pointed out that this was relating back to 2-3, where they say, I wanted to make you only smile. I wanted to do it well. So taking us all the way back to such a powerful song that has truly become a special song between ARMY and BTS and, you know, feeling again, that self-doubt, feeling like you have not fulfilled this uh, idea of perfection that mm-hmm. they, you know, that is expected of them. But I also want to say, like, ARMY, we know, we we can understand if, if BTS isn't perfect. You know, we mm-hmm. obviously idolize them, but if they show, and as they are showing their flaws and their imperfections... I think that's what attracts us it's to It's what them. makes it better. Mm-hmm. because they're authentic they're real they're showing us Humans. these these human things they're not trying to say that they're that they're perfect and that's you know yes and that's what's so attracting to yeah. us to them yeah and so they don't have to blame themselves for not being perfect uh they also spend a lot of time worrying what would happen if they stop at this point again make me think of intro persona where we talked about what would namjoon be without bts uh they think will everything be at ease though i'm okay i'm not okay i've been telling myself that i'm used to this but it hurts every time as if it's the first time so wondering if you know they should just kind of give up and then they also say, even if my shadow grows larger, my life and you are equal sign. So I took that as meaning just simply equal, um, equaling or equating that his life or their lives uh, to the value of others and to the value of armies. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. kind of feel like they, their life is worth it to devote to putting out this music or to bring in this message or to just have this relationship with army that they have. So it's really talking about overall the sacrifices that they make for the job and that they have made, um, for their lives, uh, that this is the, the life they live and it's worth it. Uh, that kind of the sacrifice and then the payoff through their successes and with army is the remedy Mm -hmm. and the melody. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yes, totally. <laughs> okay. So moving on to the last and final track of the album, Dionysus Ooh. or Dionysus, however you want to pronounce it. We're going to say Dionysus. But it was produced by P-Dog, written by P-Dog, J-Hope, Supreme Boy, R.M., Sugar, Roman Campolo. And the so for the style and vibe of the album, this is very hard to describe in words, but mm-hmm. I will try my best. It's this party rock anthem mixed with trap. Totally. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> and not like a ton of trap, but like enough like hip hop rap in there that it can't just yeah. be rock. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the rock component is what is so like awing about this song. Completely. It's just something we haven't really heard before. There's the fake love uh, kind of rock version mix. that we've seen, mm-hmm. which maybe that was hinting at this, but really this whole rock party rock component is so, so new. We have not heard it from BTS before, which is what we were hoping for and, and anticipating with this new album. Yes. And they 
they definitely lived up to that. So throughout for all of the rapping and for all of the vocals, we get this, of course, very tasteful, but extremely funky auto tune that is placed over those those tracks. And I love the auto tune. At first I was like, mm, what? This is like really heavy. It's really heavy, mm-hmm. but it really just adds to the the style and the vibe of the of the song. And I love it very so much. Um, there's also strong drums that are played throughout. The drums are pretty heavy and come through the the track a lot. Um, there's also a prominent guitar with a lot of riffs. It reminds me a lot of how like rock bands mm-hmm. got experimental with like feedback from their guitars and basically kind of produce music with these strange sound effects from their equipment. Mm-hmm. And I think this is BTS being experimental. And this with is playing the with shit things. that we yeah, wanted. Yes, experimental, yes. pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And the truth is you could listen to this song a thousand times and still not truly hear everything that's going on in it. It is as I described before with the choreography, chaotic and wild, but in the best possible way, just a lot going on, Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot going on. It has this mixture of fast and aggressive singing along with these deep and rough bass vocalizations and then these high-pitched and nearly screaming vocals that come through in the background, uh, which that reminds me so much of like rock group band yeah. kind of thing yeah i mean fucking Jin at the end we he's he's lucky that at the same time that they overlaid this scream of his that it's actually his line to sing lyrics but he's uh-huh. like yeah i can't even do it because i don't even yes. have a voice right now but he's Woo! like yes yeah. in the back it's <laughs> crazy like they literally have him do mm-hmm. like this classic rock style big scream in the back i just love it <sighs> love it if only they were all head banging with long frizzy crimped hair it's the only thing i need in life perfectly yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so the ending of the song the time in which the song is set to practically doubles there at the end and the way that it picks up its pace which is already fast paced i mean it's like your heart is practically beating out of your chest by the time you get to the ending and then they double time the energy of all the members intensifies with it their energy doubles as well and it's just a headbanger Mm -hmm. it's like i just want to bang my head and have like some rock and roll signs going on (laughs) at the concert i really hope they perform it we will see there's been talk that they won't but this song as i've said it's an experimental beat and it's something that we've all been waiting for this is proof that shows how BTS has no limits to their music and what they write and what they produce and that they are capable of so, so much more than what they've already done. Billboard wrote a terrific article and they said, quote, Dionysus or Dionysus demonstrates BTS's musical ambition because they are ambitious and they strive to be better and to experiment and to do more and bring more and to not just de- to deliver the same beats that we've been hearing over and over that they know is the safe route. They want to hopefully take a more uh, dangerous, risky route yes. with their music and the for here to come. Yeah. So 
Let's get into the meaning, some terms and definitions for all of you. If you didn't know already, in ancient Greece, there's Dionysus, who is the god of grapes and wine and drinking. For Dionysus, he was a foreign god to the Greeks, opposite to Apollo. It was said that he could not be resisted, and if one tried to resist, he would wear them down. So basically, everyone would fall beneath his his words or his his looks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's also, like I said, he's god of wine, but also god of fertility and patron of the arts. Is this dual nature which brought joy and ecstasy or brutal and blinding rage like drunkenness? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has this dual nature to him. Um, and then lastly, he was in you know Greek mythology born twice or born again. It says that he was born twice, once of his mother's womb and again of Zeus's thigh. And this kind of crosses the boundaries between human and gods and life and death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just some background info about the person that the song is titled after. Uh, the, the song really talks about the importance of letting Dionysus take over you for the expansion of your own creativity and this creativity is being released through drunkenness mm-hmm. there is also brought up many times in the song the thyrsus the thyrsus i don't know how to say that um t-h-y-r-s-u-s Thyrsus, thyrsus, let's go with thyrsus. Something like that, yeah. So the thyrsus <laughs> is a wand of giant fennel covered in ivy vines and leaves. And it was used by Dionysus and his followers. And it's a symbol of prosperity, fertility, and hedonism, which I think is interesting mm. that that is in this song um, as well as a theme, just because. It's this idea of pure indulgence with like the grapes uh, seen as an indulgent thing in ancient Greece. And then, of course, mm-hmm. the indulgence wine. of drinking wine, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, also, the song references this idea again of K-pop idol versus artist. Uh, Yoongi brings this up in his verse and really uh they say that it doesn't matter between one or the other because they're still gonna steal it because they're the illest which are like two of my favorite (laughs) lyrics of the song like i just love that they throw those in there i'm like Mm -hmm. yes you are the illest (laughs) they are anyway so let's talk about the the kind of relationship in the lyrics between creativity art and alcohol because this is prominent to me Uh, So they say in a transparent crystal glass art that sloshes well art is alcohol you get drunk when you drink it fool. So the Korean word yesul means art and soul means alcohol. So there's some clever wordplay going on here where Mm -hmm. the word for alcohol is found within the word for art. Art. Mm -hmm. Uh, So off the bat this just this is what I love about the way that they write and what I think is connections like this that might only be able to be related in Korean because they have words like this that 
mm-hmm. that connect in that way. Um, yeah. They also say that there is never a sound that comes out in just one breath, meaning that there's never a song that comes out easily without the pain of the creation process and all they go to create this this piece of art. They mm-hmm. say it's not simple. Right. Mm-hmm. They say, drink it up, the pain of creating, one bite, the scolding of the age. Drink it up, the communication with myself, one bite, okay, now I'm ready for show. For show. (laughs) (laughs) So again, this is talking about the painful process that can be uh, in creating this music, trying to write out the map of one's soul, for example, and that the drunkenness helps release um, the these inhibitions. So the drunkenness helps with the process of writing out the map of one's soul because being drunk enables one to be released from their persona. Uh, because we do kind of lose that persona. I think about like when I was drunk in college and the things that I would say to people at parties. Um, oh my God. No filter. No there is no filter. hesitation. No hesitation. So, mm-hmm. you know, this can help release that kind of creative process and help expose the map of the soul a little bit more. They go on to say, at this level, even art is like excessive drinking. So, Excessive drinking makes me think of dangerous, irresponsible, but also in relation to their art process as being explorative. And Mm -hmm. then in the chorus, it says, I'll drink in my glass, I'll fall for a mad artist, one shot, two shots, drunk in art. So basically, we're all consumed by it. We're all falling yes. for this mad artist. We are completely consumed mm-hmm. by BTS. They want us to come on this dangerous exploration with them. Mm-hmm. And all of this, all of these lyrics really go into the idea that they're using the takeover of Dionysus, of this, you know, letting this completely hedonistic, carefree, mm-hmm. letting go of those inhibitions, trying to free yourself of that persona and forgetting that shadow that you deal with to break down the persona that BTS puts on so that mm-hmm. we can continue through this use of this Dionysus. We can continue to explore the map of their soul in the next album. So mm-hmm. even though in Namjoon's live he said that these songs weren't really in any specific order i really think Mm -hmm. that this song is the perfect bridge between persona and whatever comes next because Mm -hmm. it's it's them opening up like as much as they can preparing to dive even more into this concept Mm -hmm. i yes i completely agree and i really hope that this song is that transition it is that turning point it's them coming to us saying all right let's all like basically break down the walls with like drunkenness to like overcome this like hesitation or so to to explore and to fall into this mad artist with one shot two shot like drunken art like I really hope that they continue to progress and to continue to experiment with their styles like they just did with Dionysus yeah and so 
Going back to that Billboard article that I referenced earlier, they said, quote, Dionysus could prove to be a turning point in BTS's musical output if they want it to be. If BTS uses Dionysus as a springboard into their next project, expect it to be more daring than Map of the Soul Persona, just as Persona took more risks than answer. And yes, uh, yes, 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 I hope that happens. And I have faith that it will. I really do, like you said, push the, I hope that they push the envelope with their next upcoming album because they are in the perfect position to do it. Yeah. Because they have committed fans. We respect them. They've proven themselves to us, their talent. We're ready to hear what they want to do next, whether it is... You know, I just I hope that it's not like the mainstream kind of things that we've been hearing now. I hope that they continue to progress and make this pivotal point in music. Yes. And they deliver something different. I I do, too. I hope that they put out experimental crazy shit. I think that there's multiple factors that put them in the perfect position to be able to do that. Not only like we've talked about their success on a global scale, but also the fact that Big Hit has another boy band now and BTS no longer has to be that like perfect face of big hit txt can also fill in some of that so mm-hmm. if txt is doing like the the songs the more mainstream i feel like that can afford bts to be able to get more exploration and more experimental mm-hmm. with what they're doing mm-hmm. yeah and i just want that Absolutely. i love i fucking love this song you all know that i yeah the song is wait. fantastic it's fantastic yes. i cannot wait mm-hmm. to hear and we all love it we all love it yeah just want to hear we more love like it. hearing the the different the different sounds that they brought with this mm-hmm. different tones different vibes different style different lyrics different than yeah. anything that we've heard from them before truly mm-hmm. and i think that yeah. like some critic reviews that we read about this album a lot of people liked it lyrically um but they didn't say that it was anything groundbreaking with the mm-hmm. type of music being made and i can agree with mm-hmm. that on some I level like we said make it right mm-hmm. does really sound like an ed sheeran song um mm-hmm. and home while being sexy it's not not a groundbreaking style of music it's mm-hmm. something you know that music is not like yeah. completely new but yes. what i would say is that we have not gotten music from bts that sounds like this yet like the songs that mm-hmm. are in this style they have elements of old but they also have new things where they have improved upon mm-hmm. or changed mm-hmm. and then as far as dionysus goes me- we've never oh, heard yes, something like this no. from them ever and just looking at the album in a whole like you know that catharsis you just brought up like their old stuff and that first song on the album intro persona is Fuck. the most old school that they had and here we are at the end of the album with something we've never heard before oh my fucking god i hope it transitions into this oh, oh okay. we always get to this point at the I end know, of these album reviews we always end it this way but i'm glad that we do so for all of you listening, thank you for going on this incredible journey with us, uh, looking at the the style and feel of all of these songs, all of the tracks, lyrics, and the meaning, and what this whole album is really trying to portray with discovering this map of the soul, uh, beginning with Persona. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope you all have enjoyed listening. We really enjoyed doing all this research. 
BTS, thank you. Namjoon, thank God, you for writing thank all the you lyrics. So much. Thank you to all the other people who contributed to the album. Uh, thank you, ARMY, for having BTS get to this point in their career. And we're excited to see what's next. Yes. Uh, I also want to just say thank you to Dualset Bangtan for your album translations mm. and to Laura London yes. and Dr. Murray Stein for that amazing mm-hmm. podcast episode. We had we got so much information and really were able to understand these concepts so much better because of those people. So mm-hmm. thank you guys so much. Um If you enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed any of our previous episodes, there are a few things you can do to let us know. You can write a review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That is just huge to us. It means so much. It helps people find the podcast more easily and it builds the prospect of us getting sponsored. Uh, Mm -hmm. We also need to thank you guys for all the kind reviews that we've gotten so far. Within the last few weeks, we have gotten some incredible ones and we just want to let you know that we see them. We appreciate appreciate them Mm -hmm. every time that you take the time to write a review it means so much to us um you can let us know what you think about this episode what you thought about the album by reaching out to us via email or social media we're on facebook instagram and twitter and you can find links to all of those things in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts Welcome to Prime Video's Culture Rated Collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.